Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode here of About Fate. Um, I love, I love, I love uh, the fact that you just keep coming back and keep supporting. Um, I appreciate all the encouraging words that I've received over time where, you know, people just say uh, how much they enjoy the podcast and um, just how the testimonies have been good because even the testimonies, they encourage me uh, reading through the word of God. It encourages me and I pray that everything that's been said, everything that's been uh, uh, put out, um, it's just blessing your life. It gives you something to look forward to each and every time that uh, you tune in um, because you know, the Bible talks about it, like how we have, how faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by hearing the word of God. So, um, I just feel like the more we talk about the word of God, the more our faith will increase. The more, and when I say faith, I'm talking about, uh, like if they say, you know, you have faith in God and, uh, to live, save, like how much more our faith in God will increase for we can walk his life, how much we'll become more uh, and more like him as we continue to talk about the word of God and listen to the word of God. Not only that, but then when we uh, um, experience experience our trials and our hardships in life, uh, no matter what they are, then our faith will already be built up that God uh, can bring us through every situation. I and mean, the Bible talks about so much. The Bible goes through everything. That's one of my, uh, uh, that's why I love the word of God so much. No matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're dealing with, um, it teaches you how to be a brother. It teaches you how to be a husband. It teaches you how to be a friend. Like no matter what it is that, uh, you need, you can really and literally find it in the word of God. And so what better way to, uh, continue to grow ourselves and continue to, uh, 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 be uh, what God or mold ourselves into what God has called us to be, uh, then to continue to read the word of God and then talk about the word of God with each other so that we can grow uh, to be more and more like Christ. Uh, I'm always excited to talk about the word of God. I love talking about the word of God. There's only a few things that get me super excited. Uh, and the word of God is, of course, the number one on that scale. Um, and we've been talking, uh, on us on, on a subject, uh, this whole month talking, uh, about finding your identity in God or finding your identity in, in Christ or, uh, just finding your identity, uh, in, in the way God wants us to be. Um, and we've had some great episodes so far. Um, if you would just go back and take a listen to some of those, right. You know, you're not your past. Take a listen to the one with, uh, my friend and brother, uh, Chris Carr Jr. And even the testimony that we have from Sister Brianna Washington, how she, her whole identity is in Christ. So go back and listen to those things. And we're going to continue on talking about that subject. I don't know how many more episodes we'll uh, have on this subject, but we're going to try um, our best to bring it and wrap it up shortly. Um, I hopefully, hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Um, and we're just going to continue on that same uh, same path and continue to talk about uh, finding our identity in in God. And on that on that note, I was thinking uh, how we live in a culture that uh, 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 tries to have us define ourselves based on all the things uh, around us, around us and how you feel is probably the the 
the biggest of them all. I mean, I know they'll try to have you define yourself by your accomplishments and uh, they may even try to have you define yourself by uh, uh, how you look or things like that. But I think in the in this day and time, the, the biggest one of how they try to have you define yourself is how you feel. And so many people are being taught to define themselves by what they have and what they don't have uh, by, and like I stated earlier, by what they've accomplished and what they haven't accomplished. Uh, and when you really think about that and how they're trying to make your identity based off feelings and accomplishments and uh, uh, had the haves and the have nots, it can become very dangerous uh, uh, as, a, as a whole uh, to base your identity on these types of things. And you may ask yourself, why? Why is it dangerous uh, to base my identity on things like that. And the reason is because you, you don't want to try to base your identity or uh, find your identity in things uh, uh, that can change so often. Uh, we can't allow changing things to be what defines who we are. We can't allow the culture we live in to define us by what we do, what we accomplish, or even uh, what we feel. And it can be dangerous. It can be harmful uh, to let how we feel determine who we are because emotions can be uh, messy and uh, complicated uh, and even confusing at a time. You know, you may feel uh, uh, up one day and then down the next day. Uh, you may be happy one minute and sad the next minute. And if I'm defining myself based off my emotions, emotions are so fickle that they change and they're always uh, changing uh, that I don't want to define myself based off how I feel. Emotions are, I do believe they're essential to, to what you are, unless you know that you're alive. If you don't have any emotions, you may want to see, check your pulse because nobody that, uh, that, that, that doesn't have emotions aren't alive, unless you know that you're alive, but emotions, since they're essential to what you are, but they're not who you are. So we don't want to define ourselves or try to find our identity in things like that. Uh, but when it comes to my identity, who or where can I get a, a, a definition of who I am or where can I find out who I am? And the only one that really, when you evaluate like the world and you evaluate life and you evaluate things, there's only one uh, answer and there's only one right answer to defining who who you are and who, can, who you can go to to figure out who you are. And that person is God. He's the only one that has the authority uh, uh, to define uh, who you are. Why? Because he is the one that created you. He's the one that uh, created you. And I love it. If you go and you read Genesis 1 and 2, it actually gives us the origin story of the world. Gives us the origin story of the world in this day and time of, of you know, what is it, the uh, comic book movies, superhero movies. Uh, I know people love a good origin story. And if you want to know the origin story of the world and the origin story of mankind, you don't have to look to science, though. It's not going to be found in uh, Big Bang theories and uh, whatever other theories they have out there. But if you want to know how you came about 
uh, you need to look to the word of God. Remember, I said it has everything in there for us that, to, that we need to find out who we are and who we are in God. What is our purpose? And I love reading the creation story because when you read through it, a few things actually start to pop out at you. What you do, what you notice is you see God talks about how everything came to be and how he created everything. And as you see God speaking, and as he would speak, things would happen as he says it. I love it. God says, let there be light. And then the Bible says, right after that, and there was light. He would speak something else, right? Let there be plants and uh, let there be waters. Uh, and as he would speak those things, it would happen just as he said it would happen. So now what I understand is that if God says something, it has to happen. So that's one thing I love when you see it. God says, let there be, let this happen. And then it happens. I love the fact that when I have a God or I serve someone uh, that he says it happens, it has to happen just like he said it. And then after he finished creating, after he finished all his let there be's and after he finished all of his creation, as you read, he finishes and he then evaluates everything that he had created. And he came to uh, 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 this, this conclusion that everything that he created was good. And I love that. I love it because even on God, on the Lord's side, uh, we'll, we'll experience trials, we'll experience hardships. And I want you to understand, this may be going off on a tangent a little bit, but I want you to understand that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, that it's still good. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm with God and I'm on the Lord's side and I'm going through my trials and I'm going through uh, my persecution, I'm going through my oppression, I'm going through my depression, I'm having those battles, those spiritual battles, I understand that everything that I'm dealing with is still good. I believe it was uh, the psalmist that says that it was good for me that I was afflicted. Because that taught me uh, uh, your statutes. I was able to learn more about who you are. So even in my affliction, I realized that my afflictions were still good for me. Not only that, but then when you get over into the New Testament, Paul reiterates, he says that all things work together for the good. It's working for the good to them that love the Lord. And I love the word of God because even if my, it gives me such encouragement when I read the word of God, because now I can understand that no matter what it is that I'm going through, no matter what it is that I'm dealing with, that it's still working and it's, it's good for me and it's working out for my good. I love it because God has already spoken through his word that no matter what I'm dealing with in life, no matter what circumstances may arise on my walk with him, that it's all going to be good. Why? Because it's going to bring me closer to him. It's going to bring me, uh, uh, the, the Bible said, to an expected end. What is my expected end? A closer walk with Jesus. What is my expected end? To make it to heaven. And it's everything that I'm going through and everything that I'm dealing with is still working out for my good. I know that was a little tangent, but I just wanted to encourage somebody right there. Even on this identity episode, you may be dealing with some things. You may be going through some things. You may be experiencing some things. But we serve a God who has created you and he knows all situations. And in every situation, you can look at and you can say that this thing is working for my good. How it may bring me up to my knees, may bring me to reading my word. 
And even if it brings me just a closer, closer, uh, uh, an uh, uh, inch closer to God, if it brings me just an inch closer to Jesus, I can look at whatever that I'm going through and say that it worked out for my good. So that after, so then after everything we, we, we see that God created, he then says that everything that he created, it was very good. And I believe that reading this portion, the reading through the creation sometimes is just very important for us to read because uh, you can't know who you are uh, without first knowing who God is. And when you read through the first two chapters of the Bible, what you really understand about God is that he is the creator. But he's not just the creator, he's your creator. And even after creating you, he looked at it and he said, uh, you are his good creation. We live in society that really has a way of making people feel uh, unimportant. The culture we live in has a way of making people feel uh, 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 less than when you look on uh, social media. But when you see people putting uh, their best foot forward, you see people putting uh, uh, they, 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 they only show you the, the, the great things that may be happening in their, their life. And when you can watch all the celebrities, we lift celebrities up on a pedestal. And when you're not a celebrity, we live in a society that has a, a way of making you feel not special. But I want you to know, uh, I want you to realize and look at this, how when you read through Genesis 1 and 2, it really describes how a, a man and woman was created. Uh, we we see the broad view in Genesis chapter one, but then we see how it kind of imagine the camera zooming in to give you more of a microscopic view when you get over to uh, Genesis chapter two. Uh, and he starts to talk about uh, when he cre how he created everything else. When you look at the contrast of uh, chapter one versus chapter two, when he created everything else, he talks about how he just spoke it again. We mentioned it earlier. Let there be light. Let there be this, let there be that. And it happened. But when he got to man, the Bible says that he got down and he formed man out of the dust of the earth, out of the dust of the ground. He began to form and fashion man. But after he had formed man, he then breathed. He breathed into man's nostril so man could become a living being. So he not only formed you, but then he put a little bit of himself into man. Then it says, goes on in chapter two, and it talks about how he take he took a rib from Adam. He took a rib from man, and then he formed and he made that rib into woman. So God took his time and he formed a man and he formed a woman. And I want you to understand and look at that. So you're not just uh, one more part like a plant. You're not just one more part like water, but you have a special connection and relationship with God. And I know you may think, well, he formed Adam. He formed Eve. That's not how he formed me. But I want you to understand you're special too. It's not just Adam and Eve who were specially made. But when you read over uh, in Jeremiah 1 and 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Jer God's talking to Jeremiah. He speaks to them. He says, he says that before I formed thee in the belly, God is still forming you. 
God is still forming people and he's just doing it in a different way now. You are, I want you to understand one thing. A lot of people have low self-esteem in this day and time, but again, because of everything they see on social media. But I want you to understand one thing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You want to know how special you are to God? There's no one else like you. No one else on this planet is like you. No one else that has ever lived is like you. You are unique. No one has the exact same hair as you. No one has the exact same fingerprints as you. And no one has the same two eyes or iris pattern. Even if you're a twin, you don't have the same uh, iris pattern or fingerprint. So that lets me know that God uh, 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 wanted you to be unique. He wanted you to be different and you are special to him. You were formed. And then when after he formed you, he looked at it and thought, man, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're wonderfully. You are special. Don't let anybody tell you you're not special. Don't have to go around feeling that you're beneath. You don't have to feel that way because God has already told you you are special. You were wonderfully made. But I want you to understand that God, uh, uh, that even in Ephesians 2 and 10, he tells us that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work. So we're not only created by the hands of God, we're not only created to be special and unique, but you were created with a purpose. As uh, uh, there, there was a saying uh, that the Kendra brothers, they said that wrapped up in your identity is your responsibility. You've been created for a purpose. So you probably want to know what that purpose is for your life. But it's important for you to uh, first know who created you, who he created you to be, because then you'll understand how to act. Identity is everything. Who you are matters and it matters Every day, who God is defines your identity. Who you are determines is determined by who you are. Who you are is determined by who you are. You were uniquely created and you have a purpose. And even you even more so now, you even have much more of a purpose uh, if you've been redeemed and freed from sin. You have an even greater purpose on your life. Isaiah 43 and one says, but now thus saith the Lord. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, for not for how I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And you are mine. He created you. You have been uniquely created. He created you with a purpose and you belong to God. If nothing else makes you feel special, that should make you feel extremely special. If you feel beneath or you feel less than, I want you to hold your head up high because you belong to God. Nobody else loves you. I want you to know God loves you. He says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He said you are his workmanship. He created you. Uh, uh, he formed you even in the belly. You are his workmanship. You've been saved. He said you've been called by name. You're unique. And you belong to him.
want to thank you for joining us on another episode here of About Faith. I do appreciate every time you come by and just sit and talk and listen with me. Until next time, I'm going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.